special is in the air here. Long. Games. Brees Hall over the right side, powering in, touchdown Cyclones. Out to the 10, to the left side, to the 5, touchdown! Oh my goodness, what a touch by Wall! Yeah. Alright, so this episode's a little different. No guest today. Um, we have some another guest coming soon, but... With having the fortunate, being fortunate enough to get the last two guests um, to come on, Kyle and Trevor, were both awesome interviews. Um, were integral pieces of kind of what the football program is today. And obviously, being on staff or still contributing, we kind of wanted to um, just introduce ourselves more and kind of kind of give the story of how we fell in love with our state, how insanely we followed Iowa state and how much we really love this college and this program and really how much it's really meant to us our entire lives. So it's kind of a more just to get to know us a little bit. And it's, there's going to be a lot of very, very dorky stories just because we, if you think that the passion is just based on the recent success of Iowa state basketball and like not, Obviously not the regular, like last year, but yeah. like the Fred era. Like we didn't start up as a Fred era. We, we've no, been we, here since the beginning. So we've been, I mean, obviously we're, we're both relatively young. So we've haven't seen the full, um, the, uh, obviously there was a lot of years that weren't good for both programs, but we saw a lot of really we started, tough years for basketball and football, but we, started we still, for some reason, were just absolutely in love with, this awesome program and just as we grow up, I just feel like the people you meet that also love Iowa state, like there's just, there's just something about them. So I think it's, it'll kind of help you guys get to know us a little bit and, and just kind of, um, I don't know, make it a little more personal. Cause I don't, up to this point, we're just kind of just two random dudes that started a podcast about Iowa state during- and just asking former players questions that I feel like most, most of you guys would, want to ask just because I don't know why we're fans or it's just, it's just really interesting to us that to kind of pull the curtain back and kind of see how these players, what they were thinking and just like what those moments were like. Cause I mean, as fans, like all these moments we've been talking about, like we'll, we literally talk about all the time. Like we'll talk about for years to come. And especially like the questions that we thought of even before we had a podcast, like what the questions I asked Kyle Kent, like, did you, did you know that you're going to throw to Kyle? Alan Lazar before he even snapped the ball, and he's like, essentially yes, essentially yeah. So like we, I thought, it, I mean, it was a little more involved than just like, yeah, but he like, didn't like walk up to the line, like point and like close his eyes. He's like, I'm just gonna throw it down. Like he obviously is a pretty intelligent guy and it was strategic, but but also, I thought the what uh, struck me most about that story was, um, he was just like, yeah, I mean, I read what the defense was giving me, and like they were just essentially. Giving, giving us a one-on-one. Throwing it to Alan Lazard. Our best player. So, I mean, Which obviously, was, Kyle's like, you know what? This is probably going to work out best in our favor. But A lot worked out in that game, and he went through it all. And, like, he's really important piece of Iowa State history when it comes back to it. Like, Iowa State I, history. I've always said, I keep saying Iowa State history, but <laughs> it's the truth. Like, just the the what he meant between the Texas game, the Oklahoma game, and the – the transition between Brock and him, he's really been a key part of it. And well, especially because the quarterback position outside of Brett Meyer and Austin or not has always kind of been a revolving door. Yeah. Especially we went years with like one, one or not three quarterbacks playing and having Kyle Kemp, unfortunately getting hurt and passing the torch to a guy who has been their quarterback ever since. Right. But, but just even the year prior where he was just like this calming, extremely intelligent, extremely accurate quarterback was exactly what we had been missing. And I think, like you said, unfortunately he gets hurt against Iowa the next year, but the transition between from Kyle to Brock was just so seamless in, as far as Kyle and Brock are, are very similar in, in, in the fact that they're both extremely intelligent football players, but also extremely accurate. I think 
Brock's a little more physically gifted. I think Kyle would agree with that. But yeah, I just think up. I just yeah. think with, like to come in with Kyle being a guy that's been around college football for five years, and you get the super talented, super smart, true freshman quarterback was just the perfect storm. Because I mean, like if you if you would have plugged Brock into a program where Jacob Park was still the quarterback, it might have been a little different just because. I'd argue um, that Brock Purdy wouldn't came to us, dude. Yeah, maybe because I mean, Jacob was a really talented guy. Just unfortunately had some personal things that hindered uh, him from. He's one of the most the, like t- most talented Iowa State player, like quarterback, and of our lifetime. I've, I've said a thousand times, but like you know, he, he was really talented, arm strength for sure. I mean, he yeah, had a, he had originally committed to Georgia. Yeah, he was a Georgia. He played Georgia and transferred from Georgia, and he had the arm strength and definitely had the receivers to throw to, but just yeah. couldn't connect it yeah. mentally, but. And then Kyle came in and really succeeded, and man, well, it was just cool. Like Kyle, his his story is just so. I feel like it's extremely applicable to what, life, what just because like he what, what Matt Campbell is talking about and preaching, he did. He, he bought in. He just like Trevor said, he chopped wood, carried water, and just waited for his opportunity, and he got it. And I mean, to say he out exceeded expectations, I think is a total understatement he i didn't know who he was right and but he also when you when we are a lot older like you go down the top 10 wins in iowa state football he has two of them yeah oh he's undefeated against top six teams in college football not bad that's yeah before that like how many top six wins do we have in iowa state history like iowa state history yeah like okie state okie state i think was our first top five win ever yeah against Jeff Woody and Jerry Barnett. And yeah, uh, yeah, I know. I, but but now, like, it's gone to it's it's changed so quickly where we would be just absolutely dumbfounded and like taken back by the the opportunity and like the execution of beating a top five team. But like now, we could be, we could be a top five team this year. Yeah, like. Man, like we, he was through the roots of Brock Purdy, Kolar, um, the whole offensive line. Yeah, no, so, I, it's yeah, it's crazy. It's it's awesome. It's I, happened I, so fast. It has happened so fast. I think it's just a testament to like Matt Campbell, his character and his just ability to focus on details and just like having the players that bought into a system and that were just good enough leaders to get the entire team to buy in. And now like we got, we get, we recruit kids that are bought in before they even step on campus. So it's, it's going to be a special couple of years, hopefully a lot of years with Matt here. And I think just as Iowa state fans, we just have to take a step back and just enjoy every second of it, especially after this really, really tough year where which is a lot, a lot of uncertainty and which is weird. Cause like when David left and Akeem, I'm like, Man, those are two best players we've ever seen. Ever. Ever skill players Just, wise by far. I like, mean, and David's now like a top twelve back in the NFL. Yeah, like a top five rushing yards in the NFL last year and man on a bad team. Yeah, with a bad offensive line. Just like he kinda had it out of state. He overcame it and he's one of the most he just breaks tackles like no other. Like he it really taught him well at Iowa State, like he knows he had plenty of opportunities to break tackles, but he's also just he came as a quarterback, found his niche as a running back, and just busted his ass. And you can see what he's doing now. So it's just it's really cool. I think I don't know. I just I don't I w- I never want us to become a fan base where we just expect to be in a 10, 11 win season with and like get pissed off when we lose a game we shouldn't. I think we just need to be so thankful to watch football that's this fun just and be around a coach and players that just, I think doing it the right way, doing the right way. And they just, I've like, I, I just think like they're great football players, but it just seems like all these guys are also just better people off the field too. So, which I, I think is so, so on brand with Iowa state and their fans. So we're really lucky. Um, we've been really fortunate to kind of really talk to two players that have seen Campbell's journey from the beginning and two, wa- two walk-ons, that- former walk-ons that were huge pieces and, are now on his staff, like, like so cliche that they accepted the process, they believed in the process, and look what they over like over the came and became with Campbell and staff. Which I like what Trevor was saying. Like, he's like, I, like today as a coach, I got to listen to coach, and 
I want to be a better person. I think like <laughs> as fans, like I feel like that's applicable too. Like every time you hear clips of him talking to the team, I'm like, that applies to it's, just everyday it, life. It's yeah. just really, it's really cool. And which he's, what just goes to show like he's like built for a college coach. Like yeah. he wouldn't get that in the NFL, like getting players that are paying millions of dollars. Which he, I mean, that's, I thought the big news for the last, from the last week was the, the contract he turned down. Like almost from $70 million dollars. over eight years. That's, he must really love Hickory Park. And no kidding. I mean, I'd Hickory Park today. It was still pretty good, but, <laughs> and I, which is crazy too. Cause I mean, Toledo is like 30 minutes from Detroit. So like he's lived in that part of the country. Like it's not like it's a, a place that he wouldn't be comfortable living in. I just think it goes to show that Matt is here to legitimately invest in Iowa state and build it to as big as it can, it can be. And I mean, five years in, he's done a, and like you go back to his press conference and he was talking about basically everything that he di- he's done already. And he's like, talking about how I want to win big 12 championships. And like back then we're like, what are, what are you talking about? Yeah. But he's literally built that program up to this team up to programs that were afraid of him leaving, like the Florida State job, yeah, like Michigan job, which he never would, which never became available. Florida State job did, Florida, yeah. But I mean, they won a championship game two thousand fourteen. True, but like Florida is Matt's been a Midwest guy. I think Michigan. I think Michigan, if that job becomes available, is a legit threat to lose Matt. But he would have to go to Michigan and build what he's already True. built at Iowa State, which is. But I mean, you could argue you build something this quick at Iowa State, you get a place with even more resources. But would he be more proud of building at Iowa State or just going and doing what Michigan has already done? At True. I mean, I hope he. I mean, I hope he's the next Kirk Ferentz or Bill Snyder. I hope he. But which have well, which I've heard is his role models, Bill Snyder. Yeah. His coach at uh, Mount Union. It's been a long time too. So yeah, yeah, and like you can look at Matt Campbell and like what he's done, like breached, and like you can go back and I was to, like our fanhood. We have never bared our loyalness. We've always shown up to games no matter how bad we were, mm-hmm. basketball and football, and we we've enjoyed it just as much. During like we'd get excited when we we're little, no matter how good the teams was. Yeah, like, no we, matter we would, how, we would throw on our fake Cowboys helmet and we'd go play yeah. tackle football in the yard that, that waiting for our, a game against whoever we were playing and then we'd be down four touchdowns at halftime and it's not like we'd go we get doesn't matter that we have the same players we just we drank the Iowa State Kool-Aid going into the summer every year going to that UNI game or Ohio game going to the Jack Trice getting the same amount of jacked that we are going to be this fall what was little kids yeah but and yeah, but having players that we've already known that are like the best in the country, it's a pretty special feeling that I never thought was going to happen. I know, and it's just it's just awesome. It's just so fun. Being good at football is just, I think, is the pinnacle of college athletics. It's just such a fun fun sport to watch. It's a fun atmosphere as far as just having 60,000 fans screaming their face off and tailgating is yeah, pretty good too. And we were drinking juice boxes back then. Yeah. And wearing Todd Blythe jerseys and yeah, going to Gene Chizik's first game and losing to who would lose to like you and I and then we yeah. lost we lost to Toledo, I think. And then the first one was the Iowa game where we wore those throwback uniforms, all field goals. We yeah, didn't, we didn't score a touchdown against Iowa for like long time, three or four years. Remember that? We've never seen us beat Iowa in person ever. Nope, at any sport. Yeah. No, that's not true. I, I said I saw them beat Iowa in basketball in college. When? Oh, Montez game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Utah's twenty nine point yeah, first that half. Game. That's true. I was at that game, which I was not. Very, I was at the game with Iowa fans. I was not a happy camper. We we were what fourth in the country. Yeah. And we stormed the court after, and yeah. I was not a happy camper. But we well. had seven <laughs> NBA players on the team. Man, I was not. Who was our coach? Didn't really know what was going on. Mm-hmm. We've already been that through yeah. this. We're kind of, yeah, we're all over the place. This is just, also just before kind of we get into like, before we dive into our history is, I had someone ask us over the weekend, like, do we research about all these topics beforehand? And we don't, like, this is all just 
off the top of the head what we remember and for the most part for the most part but like also like we remember just wild details that most normal people have not thought twice about but yeah let's what do you think what when you when you go back and remember your since you're older than me what was your like first game that you're like man that was a fun game in a sport was it basketball or football um because you were you were obviously i I remember i remember vaguely i I went to a we went to a texas tech game when pfizer was playing i remember being there i don't remember watching when we when i was an infant and yeah when we were small and i yeah they were tossing out texas tech balls and oh yeah we had i we had that ball for a long time i know but i didn't get one and i cried and then some cheerleader saw me crying and then like ran it up to me which was pretty cool but also pretty on brand for what I was as a child. Um, but I think as far as like actively watching and like being excited about state stuff, I think Seneca Wallace was that guy. Um, I mean, his highlights are still today, like are just incredible what he did and just how truly athletic he was kind of before athletic quarterbacks were really utilized or, or maximized um, what they could produce at the college level. So he, he was he was kind of like the the foundation as far as like my obsession with Iowa State. Yeah, because um, you got a high five with him. High five, and obviously like then after the like Pfizer Tinsley years, like we diminished. So but yeah, know. but also as just as far as us, we had that um, highlight tape on VCR. Yeah, we watched. and we literally would throw it in our 19 inch VCR TV combo, and we would play on a. Fisher Price basketball hoop in the basement. Yeah. Just watch it and beat the crap out of each other. Beat the crap out of each other. But just try to imitate what Tinsley would do. And we failed. Yeah. But like, we just, we probably watched that thing. Thousands. Like, yeah. Hundreds of times. Yeah. So I, and this is, we were what, five or six. Like, yeah. we really didn't, we we're, I don't know, didn't really have the concept as far as just, I don't know how big college sports were like, and like, we just like, we were like, these guys are fun to watch and I just want to imitate these people as much as we can. And, and going into Hilton when dad would bring us to Hilton and like just walking in and watching it on TV and like smelling the concession stand, the s- snacks, just like the general feel Hilton. Mm-hmm. And you walk over and you see the court and the players going on and your little kid, man, there's no, no better feeling than doing that because like well it all started with like we would we would park way too far away from the stadium that would, in in iowa and during the winter which is cold and then our dad would run make us run no i mean he would he would make us run he would just like start running out of and nowhere we, and, and we we're the, like we have to fall on like four-year-old thomas is like i guess right. like this is just what we do to you just feel like get to hilton we just run and but yeah then you walk in like I, hilton just has like a smell like an aura about it when you walk in she's like like you walk in the front entrance and like you like get a whiff of like the popcorn and everything and then you see someone handing out programs. You see the yeah, like the our dad would be nice enough to like go buy us the jersey that like before the name image likeness ruined the numbers of the jersey. Like yeah. you go get the Jake Sullivan jersey or yeah. Curtis Stinson and Sean Clark jerseys. Even we we weren't really good, but like we had still fun players. But they were so watch. fun to watch and like Hilton is just, I don't know. When 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 Hilton's at its peak, it's it's really fun to be at. Um so I guess that kind of goes into my my next my my true like I don't know, fan defining moment would be the the Texas game at Hilton. Yeah, the when game. Boddicker misses the free throw. Um Damien Staples had the game clinching dunk. It was so loud. We were sitting like probably the 14th row on the parquet. Um, I had never been in a place that was that loud, and it was just crazy. And I remember like the band stormed the court, and I looked at my dad. I was like, "Can we storm?" And he's like, "No, we got to get back to the hotel because Thomas wasn't there because Thomas got in trouble for something." And I don't remember. I was mis- misbehaving, and I just remember watching in the hotel. I'm like, "Gosh, dude, <laughs> so much fun." Which, like, to think back, like. I was like one of the probably five. one of the meanest things parents our parents ever did to you was I must have done something really bad. Yeah. And also Texas was ranked and we hadn't really Royal worked. Ivy was really good. Like 
we hadn't really Rick Barnes was the coach of Texas. Yeah. We hadn't we were really good for a while. We had Jake Sullivan on that team. Yep. John, John Neal was on the team. Yep. Damian Staples was Jared pretty good. Hel- Jared Holman. Jared Holman, really good. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, like, we had some fun basketball teams we watched as kids. It was just, like, I feel like and we just I, always had, it was always ups and down seasons where we'd beat someone we weren't supposed to, then we would lose to someone we weren't supposed to. But as kids, like, you only remember the good parts. Like, you don't, like, you always be, we would be crushed after every loss, but, like. Yeah, we don't remember the Hampton game. Imagine if right, we were. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that would have been brutal. You do remember the Alabama game, though. I don't remember that game, but you remember yeah. that game. Yeah, the, the 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 infamous Tony Elk field goal that was good but wasn't good prior to replay. Michael had a meltdown. I ruined the family get-together. But, you know. How old were you? you had to be like six or seven. Yeah, too old to know. <laughs> or Uncle Barry was wearing like a corn cob shirt or something. Remember that? No, I was oh. four, so. Yeah, well. <laughs> But yeah, so like it just, I mean, the weird thing is like I was born in Nebraska. Thomas was born in Car- or Albuquerque, New Mexico. So like we weren't born in Iowa. We just had a, thankfully, a dad that was like obsessed with Iowa State. Like he would, I remember he would be on the phone with like DirecTV and when we lived in New Mexico, like just trying every which way to get an Iowa State game on TV. Which is funny is because he grew up a huge Iowa State fan going so yeah, he had season tickets. Like he went all to any football game he wanted to. Went to Ed Hilton with incredible seats. Like yeah, in we the were, top ten rows. Like he was there before even Johnny Orr was there, and true, we were not as good. And he moved away from Iowa and ended up in Albuquerque on the best team in Iowa State history. Yeah, so yeah, we lived in Albuquerque during the Pfizer years. What the, the, the Pfizer year? The year we lost to Michigan State. Yeah, the, which again. Bad luck. Too that's, bad. That's why you, you, we moved back to Iowa the next year for Tinsley Senior. Year. And then Dad drove to Lubbock to go watch the Texas Tech game. That's really yeah. what you were talking about. Yeah. Earlier. Yeah. So it's kind of a culmination of just like being around a family that grew up going to Iowa State sports. But I mean, when they grew up, they we weren't anything sensational. But like it was just, I don't know. There's just some infectious thing about our fans and like. Yeah, it's just we like, just get obsessed and like we are way too invested in it's just like, these college kids' lives, but like it's just fun where you just you get to go to Hilton or Jack Trice and just scream your face off and now like being in a time where things are just so good, like it's just even more fun, obviously. But like as kids, like you just I remember you during football season, like Saturdays you were just you'd wake up and your entire day would be just revolved around no, who we were playing. But the crazy thing is back when we were kids, like it was a, a luxury if we were on TV. Yeah. Like, like we would we would literally just sit in the living room and listen to it on the radio. The I think the last McCarney game was against Yeah, against Missouri. Missouri. We, Brad was, Smith was the quarterback. Wasn't even wasn't even the on TV and I remember sitting sitting at home listening to it on the radio. Which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Who did Brad Smith play for in the NFL? Brad Smith. No, I think it was Chase Daniels started the, played that game. You sure? I think he got hurt, and Chase Daniels came, played, mm. played in that game. Um, Chase Daniels was good in college. Yeah, which there, I think it was 2005. We was the year, the what if year, where we yeah. had a bunch of BS things happen. The Missouri Missouri quarterback got hurt in that game, and Chase Daniels came back and came, roared back and beat us at Missouri. Little did we know, like Chase Daniels, like would compete for a Heisman Trophy, which later in his career, and is still playing in the NFL today. Yeah. Backup quarterback, which you can really, he reminds you of Brock Purdy a little bit, maybe a little better. Yeah, they you can compare those two. I think it's, it, it's a good comparison. It is a good comparison. I think, I mean, Chase had some really talented players. Jeremy Macklin, yeah, those guys were good. Remember playing with them on the NCAA football? Yeah, like going into football season, like every summer you'd go, it'd be like July, like early July, late July, the NCAA football game would come out. And we just play it the rest of the summer. Just buy into every like every position was like, even like on NCAA football we weren't never that good, but like we would we would mess with the ratings like we would create that we were good. I'm like wow, we're gonna you didn't do anything. I, I was the one who put. Yeah, it. I would take the athlon. I'd we that would buy the athlon from the, the media guy thing, and I would go through all the rosters and put them in manually on all the teams. Yeah, 
and yeah, that's a pretty dorky thing that I don't know if many you kids spy, you put, How long so, would that take you? So many hours. Yeah, I learned. You go quickly. You, over time, you get fast. But you can't. Like, the, the way you type is, like, one letter at a time on, like, moving the joystick around. Yeah, and then I would, and then over the seasons, I'd go in and edit, like, the, what they would be wearing, the armbands and all that jazz. And it was a pretty fun time when I was little. And the yeah, I remember when you learned how to um, import sound effects as far as, like, yeah, I'd download the If dip. something happens in the game, you'd have the song and you would have the exact playlist that Jack tries to play for every, anything that happened. I'd burn a desk off from the computer and manly put on Xbox or PlayStation to put the songs in. And yeah, it's pretty, pretty dorky. Yeah. But it was a good time. Yeah. I, just I remember. do that for basketball too. But then, like, even like, as we would like, if we were playing together, like we would each choose an out-of-state player who we were playing, and then like we would switch who we were, and like we would totally change how we were playing. And we, even when we play football in the yard, like it would be like mm-hmm. Seneca Wallace throwing to Lane Danielson or Jack Whipper or Lane Danielson was unstoppable. I'd say football. Yeah, he was. Well, especially like back then, like if you had a fast quarterback, like it's a like game over. You just win. And- uh, Seneca Wallace was Johnny Menzel before Johnny yeah. Menzel. Yeah. So it's just so like I feel like then transitioning kind of to middle school still like the awkward years of life but like still like you would just revert back to being a little kid and like you would just anything that would happen you would just scream at like the top of your lungs like a bad call would happen like you would just like you would scream like an adult but like we didn't know the bad words yet like we were just like what the like yeah like saying like the ref can't call a phone number he can't even why is he reffing or something like that like just the stupidest things but like i just remember being so mad when things would happen that like, like wouldn't we, go our way and i was like oh it's just like they're out to like, i i honestly thought like someone in the world was paying refs to call it against us but Looking back from afar now, like we did, the margin of error was not very, yeah. it was very thin. And when the refs would sometimes make questionable calls and it went, didn't go our way, and then we just melted down. And looking back on it, we weren't exactly that. Right. Yeah. Good. Like, and we didn't like notice the missed blocks from like, or the extra missed extra points or, yeah. Like we would just focus on the, the one missed pass interference call that would have totally changed the game. But, or, yeah, 2005, how many missed field goals we had. We were, 2005 was a Kansas game. All we needed to do is win at Kansas, and my mom was trying to get oh, us. Put to the Christmas tree up? Put the Christmas tree up, and we were trying to. Did, mom did not know we had the Big 12 championship on the line, and I'm not sure what the. the to win the Big 12 North. Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure what his name, the kicker, and missed multiple field goals, and we lose at the end. Was it Tony Elk? No, I don't, I'm not sure. I think it was a different guy. Tony Elk was earlier. It was 2005. Tony Elk was it in 2000. Culberson? I don't remember. I was eight years old. Oh, gosh. that. And, yeah, we missed it out. And I remember it was 2005 or 2006. Yeah, which would have been what? Who was is, who is the Big 12 South champion? I know, but what I remember it was December 3rd. It was a Big 12 championship game. Your birthday? My birthday. And, but. Colorado did go and lose sixty-two to zero, or whatever. That oh, was Kansas State. It was Kansas, Colorado. You sure? I will pay you money. I'll look it up. You talk while I. I thought it was. I'm pretty sure it's Kansas State. Big twelve. I thought, or, no, I'm pretty sure it's Kansas State. Two thousand five. Yeah, let's look it up. I don't think it was Colorado. Colorado was never good when we were kids. We shared the. We shared the title. Yep, Colorado. Really? 70 to 3. Ooh. Mac Brown and Vince was, Young. Was Vince Young and Jamal Charles. Oh, my. There's oh. a receiver that's number four, too. The only player to score was who? I'll give you $5 if you guess it. Colorado. You said they had three points. Mason Crosby. Ooh. Mason Crosby. Yeah. 
points. He's been in the league a long time. Yeah, he plays for the Packers. Alan Lazard. He's he was. I remember he kicked it over the Jacobson building on an extra point. Yeah. <laughs> was that during the tornado game? Yeah. Yeah. Joel Klatt. Shout out Joel Klatt. <laughs> uh, for those listening at home, Thomas is obsessed with Joel Klatt. I don't know why, but. Because I played against Iowa State during the Tornado game, and he's turned into one of the best analysts in college football. Yeah, he's fine. I mean, he's also paired with Gus Johnson. He also loves – I think he likes Iowa State. He likes Brock Purdy. Went on Colin Coward and talked to talked about Brock Purdy in a good light, and I'm a Joel Klatt, Klatt, Joel Klatt fan ever since. Do you remember back in the day, like, when – I feel like all we did um, – as kids, we watch Sports Center all the time. Yeah, with uh, and whenever if if they ever mentioned Iowa State, even if that was a huge deal. Even when we were getting our butts kicked. Yeah, like we'd be getting our butts kicked, and they just wouldn't show any of our highlights. Yeah, <laughs> just like dang, they just hate Iowa. But State. I just remember about the Okie State game. We're like, uh, they talked about Iowa State for like an hour. We're getting so much airtime. Yeah, it was so cool. And I just remember, like, this is a program changer. Things are moving on from yeah. here now. Like, we're going to get recruits. We're going to c- compete for national titles. Yeah. That was we, – we're going to do – since we've been doing, like, a series of heartbreaks, we're going to eventually do a one of Sweet Caroline series that, of all the good games, and that one will definitely be on the list. Yeah. Most unexpected game ever. Yeah, which – also, on a Thursday night – School night. School night, but also we pleaded with the basketball, our basketball coach at the time, to switch our practice to the early so we could make the game because I think kickoff was at 7, and he refused because he was a Hawkeye fan. And yeah, It would have been a fun game to go to. I, I remember one of my teammates drove down after the game just to be on the storm field. the field. Yep. Yeah. yeah that's, Which, like, before Matt Campbell, like, the – I did not see any good Iowa State games in person. Like for like the West Virginia game, like the blackout uniforms, like that was like the first game I saw in person that was legit. Good. Like we were good. Dave Montgomery was good. Brock Purdy was good because I missed the 2017 year. Yeah, so, see, I mean, you moved to Arizona during the the Kyle Kempt resurgence. Um, pretty bad year. Yeah, so I mean, I was at the TCU game that year, and it was pretty good. Insane. I was just at Arizona sitting by myself watching the game. It was like, man, I wish I was there. Yeah, it was a fun year. Also, the Memphis game, which was fun. Before we get too hard of ourselves, but like, I feel like then, kind of as we grew up in middle school, neither basketball or football team was really anything to write home about. We just kind of would have good moments at times, but never consistently. And then we hired Fred Hoiberg. People were very confused and didn't know what to think about it. And I just remember dad says that he, my, I remember our dad was like, this is a good thing. Like this is going to be like a really, really good, a good hire. And I think things are going to change quickly. And I mean, you just look at like that first year, like we didn't have a ton of talent, but like we were competitive, like in most games, like we really didn't get blown out a ton, which was like a really big change. We're a fun team to watch. We also just had like that that group of transfers sitting out, where like who was just like all about next year, like all about next year. Royce White, Royce White, Chris Allen. Chris Allen played in the Final Four. Yeah, and like started in Final Four. It just and that team was so fun to watch. Royce was just incredible when he chose to turn it on. It was just like he was the best player on the floor, regardless of who we played. And then that I just remember like. Getting to any game we could. I remember um, I was a, a junior in high school and I had I worked at Hy-Vee and one morning we were playing we were playing Kansas at Hilton and I had to work and my dad was in Hy-Vee the, like that morning and he was talking to my boss and he's like yeah we're thinking about going to the Kansas game he's like oh does it Michael work today <laughs> he's like yeah he does he's like oh just tell me tell me to go to the game like we'll we'll cover him I'm like and so my dad dad comes home and he's like hey Mike we're going to the game I'm like what. So I have to work today. He's like, yeah, I just talked to Jim. Like, you don't have to work today. We're going to the game. That's sick. Like, and then we're up in the balcony. Chris Babb hits that three to yeah. clinch it. And it was like, that was like the first moment where it was like really kind of, it wasn't sold out. It wasn't out. a fluke. We were better than them. No, it wasn't sold out completely. It was pretty close to sold out. It was all, it was a gold out. We had the towel, yeah. as you yeah. said. Yeah. With Devin Clark. Shout out Devin Clark. And we're in the balcony. 
Chris Babb hits that three. Oh. Royce Way had that reverse layup. And, uh, yeah, beat the crap out of Tom, Thomas Robinson. Yeah. Jeff Withy. Yeah. Who are they played in the national title that year? Uh, against Kentucky? Yeah. Yeah. They were pretty good. Man. Pretty good. And we beat them, and it wasn't a fluke. Nope. And that was like, man. So then, like, you get that, and then we make the NCAA tournament yep. for the first time since Jared Holman mm-hmm. when we beat Minnesota and lost to North Carolina, who eventually won the national title. And we, like, we, I just remember, like, looking at the regions, like, Dad, like, broke it down. Like, he had the list of places if we get, like, where we're going to go. And Louisville was one, and I remember we were one of the last groups to get called. Uh-huh. And we... Oh, we were, we were, for, were the we were, first. Well, actually, you're right, you're right. But it was Louisville and in Kentucky's region, but, like, we got Louisville. We're like, okay, we're going. Yeah. We got up, drove to Davenport one, like, after school. And then the next morning we were, we got up early and drove the rest of the way to Louisville. And that was so fun. We played at the night at, at nighttime. So like we had time to like get to Louisville and kind of walk around. And I just remember just wanting us to win the first game just so we could stay all weekend. Like just mm-hmm. be in a town where the NCAA tournament was happening. Gosh, that was so fun. So I think like we'd get there and like UConn was pretty good. Like Andre Drummond was, Supposed to be like a lottery pick. Yeah, we hadn't we hadn't been in the NCAA tournament in six years. But like in but the game before us was Kentucky versus Western Kentucky. And it was packed. Yeah. Packed. All the way to the ceiling in like blue just everywhere. Like Kentucky fans are no joke. Like I think it's like an eighteen thousand Yeah, it was now. sold out. Yeah. So like we watched that Kentucky team with Anthony Davis like Anthony kick Davis. the crap out of Western Kentucky. Anthony and, Davis had a I leave dunk that he hung on the rim and got teed up. Yeah. But like they were so fun to watch. So and then good. so good. Like we were like, I was just so nervous. Like UConn was pretty good. Like Jim Calhoun's a great coach. They had Jeremy Lamb, who's really talented. Andre Drummond, obviously, we talked about. And then Royce White comes out of that first position. Dunks. Dunks it. on Andre Drummond. Next position. Does it again. And I was like, oh wow, like we could win this game. Like, we shot then, the lights out. Yeah, just on fire and just like the game was never in question, we're, and it was just so fun. We're like, okay, like we're gonna be here all weekend. I was like, and then honestly, I was like, we have a shot to beat Kentucky. Like we could, we could hang with Kentucky. I remember Coach Cal in the press conference said, if they make twelve or more threes, we lose. Yeah. And then we went went and shot four for like no, two for twenty five. Two for twenty five. Two for twenty five. Which I think if we make twelve threes, we would have beat them. Yeah. Because we had it cut to four in the second half. Uh huh. And that's when Royce dunked on Anthony Davis. Davis. Yeah. Looked at the camera. Said, I'm the best player in the country. And, and then, then we lost by 20. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, I mean, like, it wasn't, like, a sad loss. I mean, obviously, Kentucky was pretty dang good. and But it was just, like, the atmosphere of the NCAA tournament was, like, something I'd never experienced before. Because, I mean, like, I don't know, growing up in school, like, March Madness is fun. But, like, Thursday, Friday, you're still in school. And then, like, you just watch the games all day, Saturday, Sunday. But, like, to be not in school, just watching basketball all day, and then get to watch Iowa State in person. That was the first NCAA tournament game ever. And we saw one of the best Kentucky teams. That, that's what was so ever. fun about. Like you yeah. just kind of saw, you just watch a bunch of basketball live and like teams that you normally would never go to a game of theirs. And that's why like, I was just like, I just got, I got addicted. I was like, okay, like if we can like make a run, go to the NCAA tournament. Like I want to go every year. Mm-hmm. So the next year and then, yeah. we got a guy named Corey Lucius, Tyrus McGee, Will Clyburn, super fun team to watch. We, I remember dad again made the list. Okay, if we get one of these regions, we're going to go. We had the the luck of getting Dayton, Ohio, which to date is one of the worst cities I've ever been to. Yeah, it's Fort Dodge and Stewards, Fort Dodge, Iowa. There's just nothing, nothing there. Long drive, just whatever. Just like Dayton Stadium is kind of odd. It's like really flat and really hard to see this, this, the court. But um, yeah, I remember Willow came with us. It was a little... He was like what six or seven? It was really was young, really young and really short, and like couldn't see anything. Yeah, like if the, the way the seating is lined up, you can't. If you're not tall, you can't see. True, but then again, we're the seven ten game, so we watched the um two fifteen seed. See Ohio State, who's pretty dang good. Aaron Kraft, we all know him. They beat. Do you remember? I don't remember. Iona, who had. Tavon Sludge. Tavon Sludge. Transferred from Iowa State the yep. year before. 
five nine point guard from um, New York City. One of the craziest highlight tapes. Ever. Yeah, his high school highlight tape was insane. He could just slam it. He's like, yeah, so really short, but really really athletic. Yeah. But so we we see Ohio State kick the crap out of them, and then we played Notre Dame, who again like everyone like I remember back then we still didn't get a ton of national respects. Like everyone just expected us to lose, and we just murdered Notre Dame. Yeah, they torched them. Tyrus was on fire. Just Will Clyburn played uh, so well. We were playing so well that game. Yeah. That team was like very underseated. Like that team was really, really good. They just again consistency wasn't there yet. And offensively wise, my favorite team of the Hoyberg era. Oh. Tyrus to, to watch. I mean Tyrus McGee, like his routine, like they get to the under sixteen timeout. Fred would bring in Tyrus and he would what? fire up a couple threes in the first couple possessions he was in. Love the love the country in three point percentage. That year, um, yeah, they were just so fun to watch. And then, like, we – it was crazy back then, too. Like, we just – like, you don't buy tickets because, like, you don't know if you're going to play the next game. So, like, remember my, our dad scouted just really good seats for me and you. We're sitting a couple – like, a couple rows behind the Hoiberg family. Oh, directly behind the Hoiberg family. And that Ohio State game, like, ups and downs. Like, they at times, like, looked a lot better than us, but then, like, we would turn it on like, oh, like we could hang with these guys. And then like as the second half went, like they're kind of pulling away. And then like in the end, after the under four timeout, like we just turned it on, went on a huge run, took the lead. The famous Aaron Kraft takes a charge. His, his foot was in the restricted, I, restricted area. Yeah, I thought we were going to do a whole podcast on this. We might as well touch on it, but Chris We Babb. will, we will. But like, yeah, obviously Chris Babb getting hurt. We'll, we'll touch on it, but like I'm just remember like, to like be winning, but the balls like then like they get the last shot. As a yeah. senior in high school, I can, will, will admit that I we can deep dive into a different time. I I cried on the way home, and it was a long drive home, and it's blizzard on the way home. Had a, yeah, yeah, drove from Ohio. Through, yeah, it was just a long drive, and but yeah, again, like it was just like. Just the excitement Fred instilled in us, like in making the NCAA tournament, like it's just such a fun thing to do. Like, it's just one of the best venues of any sporting event, and I'm hoping, obviously, TJ re was on the, was on the staff that yeah during that game yeah, yeah. can bring us back to relevancy, hopefully, and bring the magic back. And I think you will. We've definitely been over that. Yeah, times. for sure. And yeah, so I just Thomas and I have just. A lot of a lot of time devoted to just thinking about Iowa State stuff, imitating Iowa State stuff. A lot of emotions that have been totally dictated about how Iowa State's doing. Like, I winning. I like. Yeah, let's, I remember. Let's, I got. Let's, let's deep dive in this. So, like, what you're saying is like when your birthday, your wedding was on one of the most up and down games ever. We thought it was a like, we. He scheduled on the UNI game. We thought we were so pretty. 2019. 2019, the Brock Purdy gets on the fumble game, saves the wedding. We were taking pictures. Dad was watching it on the phone. Emotions were high. We were like, what, 45 minutes before the wedding? It was and It was close. And my dad looked at me and said, we lost. Before We liked this before he realized that Purdy. Purdy recovered the fumble. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no. It was like the third overtime. Oh, yeah. I remember. So, Thomas was obviously in the wedding, and I uh, I had to leave like mid through the fourth quarter to go take pictures with my wife. And we were losing at the time. I was like, I was like, but I was pretty comfortable. I was like, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll win. And then the bridal party walks out, and Thomas and my buddy Austin, heads were down, like <laughs> kicking their feet. I'm like, like I, look at all, I look at Thomas, I'm like, did we lose? Yeah, we and like and Thomas like looked at me, he's like he mouthed the word overtime. I'm like, what? <laughs> so then like we were just like taking pictures, trying to act happy and not stressed. And I just like as Thomas said, like my dad was watching on the phone with like all the parents huddled around, which which with we were we, they were instructed not to be watching the game outside, but they future, for, future farther in law who's an Iowa fan. Yeah, so he was hoping we lost. Obviously, he, he was stressed out too. <laughs> he's like but, he was kind of probably like we need them we to need win Iowa State to win because like the morale of I, the wedding. Yeah, and then, yeah, I see Dad say, like, we lost. I'm like, oh no. what? 
And like one of my groomsmen is like, to put in context, my one of my groomsmen in college is like, we are never going to schedule a wedding during Iowa State football season. And I was all on board. And then at some point along the way, we ended up scheduling it on the UNI game. Whatever. I didn't think it was that big a deal because we were good. And I was like, we're just going to win. It'll be fine. But at this point, we're like, we just went down the whole game. We're definitely going to beat UNI. Yeah, exactly. Like we were really good. Brock Purdy, ever heard of him? Really good. Like the sophomore year. We're finally just going to take care of you and I. And yeah. gosh, credit to them. They had played really well. And you and I had a couple. They have a couple. They got two players on that team that got drafted this last year. Yeah. June. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but yeah, that that stressful. was a very close, stressful, stressful, close call to um, me. Which is being in a bad mood at my wedding. Which, which, I, which is I was kind of mad. You're sad to say, Melanie, <laughs> your now wife, that we she scheduled on that because like we had so much hype going into the season. Yeah. And now looking back, and I'm like, wow, thank God I wasn't at that game. I know, but right, the, but also like, because you can't feel good after that game. No, but we won, so it was fine. But like, I remember like first half, like I hadn't didn't have to get ready yet. We were just like all all my buddies from college, like we were all together again for the first time in a while watching that State play, and like it was just like Which we weren't was, playing well. I'm like, oh, but I'm looking like, back, I was like the perfect way to start off the day. Like, yeah, I was State beating the crap out of you and right. I. Right, that's what that's, that's what that's eventually game. was pitched to me. Is like like we're gonna be you and I. Like we'll just watch it together, and then we'll have our wedding and be a fun time. And it was like, close to not being the case, but thankfully we like Brock be, be, beat up. If Brock doesn't recover that fumble, I don't. Oh man, I don't know. We only won six games that year, and then they lost to Iowa next week yeah. or in two weeks. There was a buy. Yep, that would have been awful. But Brock Purdy, yeah, saw the ball and recovered one of the best recoveries ever to save the day. Yeah. And Sheldon Crony or whatever his name was snuck it in and won the game for us. Yeah, that saved saved the day, and it was a beautiful wedding. And yeah, it was fun. Saved the day and saved the day for sure. It was like yeah, so just like but then like pairing that with then what the Iowa game was that year too. Yeah, rained all day. Game day was there. No, 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 no. That was that was a different day. We no, it uh, wasn't. Yes, it was. Mm. We tailgated Peyton. All day. No, it wasn't. At Iowa. No, it was not. Yes, it was. Thomas, look it up. It was not the same year. Iowa year, game after my have, wedding because, have, no, because you have I lived at home after the wedding, as I did, and we drove dames together. That was a different year. That was the same year. I don't know why I thought it was that. Yeah, so you were, game you, day was there. So you weren't married yet when we went to the Iowa game? With I was. Game. That was two weeks after my wedding. What? Yeah. Sorry, folks. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Brees, what well, my misconception was, because Brees didn't play at all during yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah. Brees hasn't played out yet. My bad. Watch out. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why that gap was in my brain. That's all right. That's all right. But yeah. So then, huh. game day rains all day. Tailgating with two crappy Iowa games back to back. Yeah. Year before that in Iowa City, or Kyle, we sat behind Kyle the. Kemp got hurt. We sat in front, or we sat behind the band, or front in front of the band. Yeah. yeah that was really annoying. Yeah. We tailgated for like what nine hours before that game. Long time. Long time, and the tail- we should just stay tailgating because it was the one of the worst games it's ever. Just, yeah, both sides just really. Cal- our boring. quarterback, who we were, we were hyping up the whole off season, gets hurt. Yeah, it's too bad. First quarter, or whatever. Yeah. But little did we know, we had a true freshman quarterback on the sidelines that was gonna come and save the year. Save the last couple of years. Yeah. So I, my question to you is, what is the most, what's the the most dorky thing you've done because of Iowa State? Most dorky thing? Yeah. Um, most dorky thing? Like, I don't know, like everyday life or during games or? Yes. Um, so when I was little, I we were not very good. And I would watch, we, like you said, we watched the highlight tape of Iowa State and I would put, I was, dad bought me a, Jake Sullivan jersey and then bought me like a uniform and I would put on a, a warm up a warm up and I would put on a the boom box and but play the fight song and run into the <laughs> run into the room and do like the layup line <laughs> when I was like six years old and pretend I was out of state and and then take off my uniform <laughs> my warm up 
for the starting lineups. And yeah, that's also also had his head shaved because Jake Sullivan had his head shaved. Yeah, and then my mom would, if I didn't like take my medicine or whatever when I was sick, he's like, "I'm gonna call Jake Sullivan." <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Take your medicine. I'm like, oh crap. Yeah, pretty. That's pretty dorky if you ask me. Yeah, it's. What's I don't even know what the most dorky thing you've done. Nothing compared to that. Um, I mean, all my bad moments are just emotional breakdowns, probably throwing the cushions outside of the Nebraska game. Yep, that was bad. Um, The Alabama meltdown was bad. Nebraska game where we faked the PAT for people listening. Yep, that was bad. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I feel like as a family, we had these just weird superstitions where like if all of a sudden things started going good, no one could move their seats. So I remember a couple years ago, our younger brother was at halftime, went out to jump with the trampoline, and someone didn't tell him to come back inside because the second half had started. Which game was it? It was um, was it the at West Virginia where we lost the well the year before the blackout game. So it was the Cal Kemp's here. Cal Kemp after we just at BTCU. BTCU. So our brother was sitting out on the trampoline and we started coming back. So my dad said, "You have to stay out on the trampoline." So they got a couple extension cords and then plugged in a radio on the trampoline to play for him. So he listened to the game on the radio oh. in late October. On a trampoline. And we lost. And we lost. I would have been pretty pissed off. (laughs) Yeah, and I think he was in middle school, so it wasn't like... Well, like when we were his age, we'd be already down like three touchdowns. True, true, true. Yeah, but yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't know. We've done... I don't know. It's just crazy to think about how Iowa State has dictated our lives. And again, like our moods. Like I just remember... The up and down years just would ruin my week, and then especially losing to Iowa. And yeah. like for context, with it, we're from we're from humble Iowa, and a bunch of recruits from when we were growing up went to Iowa. Yeah, so there's a bunch of Iowa fans. We were very Iowa State fans is now the majority, majority of us. Yeah, yeah, in our humble. in our area. But when we were growing up, it was Iowa for sure. Yeah, and then we started winning. Yeah, but I mean, again, we haven't been. I beat Iowa in a long time, so it's been... But back then, like, Coach Mack was, like, even... Like, Kirk Ferentz was, like, 50-50 against Iowa State. Which is crazy. But he's overcame that recently. But hopefully we can change that back to 50-50 this year and the upcoming years. Yeah. And, yeah, um, we just wanted to explain to you guys how freaking doker you are, and I I think... Last hour, we've explained the kind of the origin is and just kind of the our lives as Iowa State fans. I hopefully, I'm hopefully a lot of you kind of remember the moments we were talked about and are I'm sure close to as dorky as us just because Iowa State fans care about that city and those teams more than most fan bases, in my opinion. And I don't know, it's just fun. It's fun to now we're good, we get to reap benefits of a great coach and just a really good administration that's really put together some really good staff so to put a, together some really good rosters. And I just, I can't wait, especially after, especially after this year where it's just been no big crowds and no big gatherings where we can all just get together as one big Iowa state family and scream our faces off and watch a really special football season. So, yep. So yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. Yeah. Like, and subscribe, leave some comments tweet at us any suggestions for what you guys want us to talk about um we really appreciate the support and you guys are, are awesome this we do this for you guys just because as iowa state fans that we love to listen to people talk about our state so um tweet at us and let us know what you want to hear more of and we'll talk to you guys soon so that being said go clones yep go clones